What's shaking? Hey, I'm Rick Jordan. Today, we're going all in. Are you in a toxic relationship? Maybe you've been asking yourself this question here and there, and you're just not sure because you're trying to figure this out, right? But it's hard. It's very difficult to try to figure this out when you're actually in it because you don't necessarily have that perception that's unbiased, right? Because it literally has to do with you. It's almost like you have a, an inherent conflict of interest that you've created. It's kind of crazy. It's a, it's a paradox situation. And that sucks. I feel for you because it's difficult to tell these things when you're in the middle of it. So today I'm going to give you the signs of a toxic relationship. And you can take these for what they are because uh, I, I was reading an article around this, jotted down some notes on my thoughts, you know, based upon this thing. And I want to share them with you because it, it was pretty interesting because it, a lot of people will think of like toxicity as somebody who's constantly verbally abusing, right? Or maybe physically abusing or, you know, things that are like the, the most obvious things that individuals will think about when it comes to, oh, that person's toxic. It, but sometimes they're a lot more subtle. And that's some of the things we're going to talk about today is toxicity isn't necessarily about the things that are just right smack there in your face. They can be little things over time that just gradually chip away at the very fabric and being of your soul. It's like dying a slow death. Like, geez, Rick, we're starting out on a super like low note today. You know what? Well, the high note is going to be this because when this episode is done, after you've heard all these things, you'll be able to assess right now where you're at in whatever relationship you're in, if it's toxic or not. So let's go through these. The first one is subtle character assassination. You know, this is when someone assassinates your character and it isn't always obvious. That's what I'm saying. This is a, this is a little more subtle. Like, and the thing is that that's really interesting about this one is that that person can do it to you, or maybe you can do it to somebody else without any bad intentions, right? Maybe it's just kind of how they've become because they've got a bunch of crap they're dealing with too. It doesn't mean it's right. They might not, I, I hate this one, but like, well, I didn't intend to do that. Well, you still did it. You know, let's just speak fact. You might not have intended to do it, but the fact is, is that you still did it. So just because somebody didn't have bad intentions for something, it doesn't take away from the fact and truth of what they're still doing. All right. So they might not realize this, you know, this is any dialogue or behavior. So it's like anything they speak or any action, whether it's intended or not, that takes away from your worth. That's character assassination. So this could be little things, you know, like, oh, well, yeah, well, this person did it better. Or, well, I did better. Or like, you, or, you, you know, you, you did good for a woman. Or, you know what, you did good for your first time doing it. Right? All of those things, th those little things are subtle, but those are character assassinations. Those are direct attacks on your worth as a human being. So when you hear those kinds of things, just start to take note of these and recognize them because I'm trying to give you signs today of things that might not be good for you to be around. 
Now, I'm not saying that this is something as we go through these, I need to make this clear. This is not something where I'm saying you need to like jump ship, get out of your relationship that you're in right now. Because starting to notice these things, especially this first one that I'm talking about here, I'm saying it could even be done without bad intentions. That individual might not even know that they're doing it. But once they become aware, because it's your responsibility now that you're recognizing these things, once that individual who's doing this to you becomes aware of these and they choose to stay in that space, to continue behaving, acting, speaking the way that they are, that's when there's a problem. And some of these things, you know, it might take a little bit of time to rewire stuff and that's okay, but that amount of time is gonna be completely up to you because keep this in mind. You've been tolerating this for how long already? Give them an opportunity though. You need to bring this up to them and it's gonna be painful. They will probably be defensive. Just giving you a heads up. Still, what's worse? Letting your soul die a slow death or actually bringing this up and maybe even building a stronger relationship with somebody or getting to a place to where you can get into a better relationship. All right, number two, controlling without knowing it. All right, this is another thing to where there might not be bad intentions, but it, this is actually really controlling behavior, right? Checking up on you, accusing you of talking to people who you quote unquote shouldn't you now purposely making friends or family feel uncomfortable when they're visiting or maybe you go to a friends and family house and the things that your partner or whoever you're in a relationship with is saying and, and doing while you're around is making the family friends or you uncomfortable in that situation where you're all around you know that can be little things like depreciating you you know, saying specific things. I mean, even doing like number one that we talked about with character assassination. Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's all good fun. That's the biggest bullshit story ever is they're like, oh, I'm just joking, you know? And so, well, you, you still did it. It's not funny. A joke in order to be a joke has to be funny and it wasn't funny. You just degraded my character, my self-worth in front of family and friends. Not cool, man. Not cool, lady. Other things that how they control without knowing it is punishing you by making you feel bad about something, right? Or demanding a report on your actions and your conversations like, oh, what'd you talk to him about? Oh, yeah. How about this? What else did you say? What did they say back? You know, grilling you like interrogating you for what happened in a conversation or a situation or not allowing any activity. This one's huge. Not allowing any activity that excludes them. And I hate this word allow too. Let me just take an aside on this for a bit. I hate this word allow because I hear this in couples and like, oh, he won't let me do this or she won't let me do that or, oh, he's letting me go. Are you freaking kidding me? You don't need freaking permission. You need to have mutual respect and understanding of the situations, especially if you have kids or something like that or external commitments or whatever. But you need to understand that nobody in a relationship needs the other's permission to do anything. That's fact. You are your own human being with your own thought process, your own conscious, and you can make your own decisions. You don't need somebody else to allow you or give you permission to do anything. So when somebody doesn't quote unquote allow or says you can't go because it doesn't involve me, this is the one I'm going to say, freaking run for the hills, get out, go. Or if there's conversations about permissive activities, go. 
or the last bit, any dialogue or behavior intended or not that takes away from your truth or your freedom is control period. All right. Number three, jealous, passive, aggressive behavior. They might think it's like, well, wait, I get jealous, right? Of course I get it. I get it too. That happens. I'm not saying that jealousy, there's really nothing wrong or toxic about feeling jealous, right? And and there's a difference between envy. I want to make sure that you understand this too, before we dive into this one about the jealous, passive, aggressive behavior. Jealousy is fear that somebody else might take what you have. Okay, I want to be clear on that rather than envy is something that somebody else already has that you don't. There's a difference between that. So make sure you understand which ones you're feeling because sometimes those words are used interchangeably. And instead of jealousy, you might actually be envious. So again, jealousy is fear of losing something or somebody taking away what you have already. Whereas envy is wanting or desiring something that someone else has that you don't. All right. Now there's nothing wrong with jealousy. There's nothing toxic really with jealousy. It's how you respond to it. Because if you're human, I know that you've felt jealous before. It's what you do with that feeling that determines whether you make it a relationship or whether that relationship becomes toxic or, or not. That's reality. It's the reaction to this thing. So if you feel jealousy coming up, have a calm conversation. And it's okay to ask questions. It absolutely is okay to ask questions. You know, but not in a way to where you're attacking the individual or not in a way to where that individual is attacking you. You know, maybe what they're really trying to say, and you've got to become aware of this, is start to recognize and be aware in the moment what you're feeling. And maybe it's just because you haven't spent a lot of time with that person lately. Maybe it's because they haven't seen you in a while. And they're just saying really by being jealous and coming down on you, which is a bad reaction to jealousy. Maybe they can just say, Hey, you know what? I just want to spend some time with you. Can we put something on the calendar? I know things have been busy. We've had commitments. You've had things you're doing with friends and everything. And I don't want to take away from that because remember that's number two controlling without knowing it, right? I want you to go have fun. You make your own decisions. You control what you do. The only person that controls you is yourself. I'm just in this because I want to be with you. I want to spend some time with you. That's an appropriate way to handle jealousy. Anything other than that is bad news. Number four, signs of a toxic relationship is never taking ownership. This is one that really gets me going. And sometimes it's hard for people to do because they actually have to get vulnerable in the moments. They actually have to recognize, oh man, I, I really screwed up here. You know, and when I say taking ownership, taking ownership is not just apologizing. Apologies are great, right? It's nice to hear. And sometimes this is horrible because some people think that all they have to say is sorry or I apologize. And then that's it. It's put to bed. It's like, no, I want you to take ownership. I don't necessarily want your apology. What I really want is a change in your behavior, a change in the way you're acting, a change in the way you're doing things. That's taking ownership is saying, I apologize or really more like I recognize that's a better way to put it. I recognize what I did. And I am going to do better. That is taking ownership. 
Owning your issues is one of the most emotionally mature things that you can do. Make sure that whoever you're with is emotionally mature. Number five, the last one for signs of a toxic relationship today is, you know, we all have bad days. I get that. We all have bad hours. You know, but you don't want you don't want your bad hours to turn into bad days. You don't want your bad days to turn into bad weeks. You don't want your bad weeks to turn into bad months. Or worse yet, your months turn into years. I know you've known people who have had this. Every time you're around them, there's always something negative that they have to say about how things are going. Always. Right? And it seems like it's a, even if you haven't talked to them in a while, maybe it's been three months. You're like, geez, last time I talked to you, things were going pretty shitty too. Sounds like they still are, by the way that you're coming here. You're not going to have very many friends around you if that keeps continuing. We all go through winters. We all do. Okay, we all have bad days. But if your partner makes no effort to try to find the light and always drags you into the cave with them, like the woe is me, like it's like misery loves company. You've heard that before and hurt people hurt people. That's what I'm talking about here. And they do this because you're the closest person to them. That's when it becomes toxic. Start to recognize these things and be aware because there's things that I've said here today and I, I was never going to go this because we started out dark, right? We started out dark. Some things though, as I've talked through this, and that's what I wanted to give you is like become aware of these things and then giving you things to do about it. When you start to recognize these things now, because I know that one or many or three or whatever of these things really resonated with you today. I know that you know that they resonated with you. Now you can have those conversations because the toxicity can stop today. And I'm not telling you to get out of the relationship right now. It might be something that you eventually need to do. What I am telling you is you need to stop this stuff dead in its tracks because it's up to you to take the action and do that. And why is it up to you? Because you are the one that heard this today. If you want to share this with your partner, share this episode with your partner, share it with a friend so that they know, share it with 10 friends so that they can start to see these things and start to become recognizant of what is going on in their relationships in life and you'll know whether they're toxic or not and what to do about them.